Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Go ahead and tell them to call my phone. Welcome to Arizona Fit, the podcast that brings you all original, all organic, Phoenix-focused fitness content. What's up with the what's up? I'm your host, Ian Knight, and today I want to talk to you about paddle boards, goats, yoga, American Ninja Warrior, and the amazing race. Before we get started, I want to thank all our listeners out there in the Valley. The show just keeps on growing, and we keep bringing you exceptional guests because of your devout listenership. Be sure to share this show with your fit fam and subscribe. Hit that little subscribe button at the bottom and let us know, and to make sure you always stay in the know when it comes to your local fitness events. Today, I get to sit down with Sarah Williams, the owner of Desert Paddle Boards and Arizona Goat Yoga. We talk about her experiences on The Amazing Race, Ninja Warrior, and how she's rolled it on to a successful fitness venture. Roll it. So I'm Sarah Williams. I am co-owner of Arizona Goat Yoga, and I own Desert Paddle Boards, and I live in Mesa, Arizona. All right. So, um... Folks, I'm just gonna let you. In, I'm just gonna let you know right now. You're in for one incredible show today. Uh, Sarah has accomplished a lot in her fitness career. Honestly, she deserves an hour and a half podcast, but <laughs> we are not going to do that. I don't think any of us have the time for that. But I do want to talk about your post uh, Arizona State years in the fitness industry. Just kind of give us uh, a little bit about how you kind of jumped in once you graduated. So after I got out of ASU, I became a yoga teacher and a Pilates instructor, and I did that for a while, and then I noticed CrossFit was getting really big. So I got into CrossFit, and I was a CrossFit trainer, Olympic weightlifting coach for about seven years. And what I noticed with CrossFit, it was hard to get kids to do CrossFit, and so I started integrating parkour. So I went and got a level three parkour certification. (laughs) At the time, I was a mom of four kids, so it was pretty entertaining for people to see that. And I started doing parkour classes at the CrossFit gyms. The kids loved it. And I did it with adults too. And um, that was what got me onto American Ninja Warrior because I was this mom teaching parkour and I had four kids. And so that was kind of a really fun experience that first kind of jump-started my whole fitness career. So it seems like you have a real passion for the youth. Um, have you always had a, had a little soft spot for the kids or is that something you kind of grew into as you got older? Oh, yeah, I've always I taught swim lessons as a teenager and lifeguard and all that, you know, and I noticed kids just have a lot. Sometimes I have a hard time fitting into competitive sports. And so CrossFit and parkour was like a neat way for them to be individualized and not have that competition if they didn't fit into those, you know, team sports. Right. Uh, So uh, this is more for me. Do your kids do parkour at all? Yes, they do. <laughs> They're really good at it. And I have actually have a boy and three girls. And so the girls are so hardcore because they can do all the cool tricks and stuff. Uh, so where's the boy sandwiched in there? Is he like the oldest, the youngest, or is he in the middle? My son's actually um, a pole vaulter at BYU. He's second on the team right now. So that's pretty fun. That parkour helped him out and he's doing college athletics right now. Oh, look at that. See, folks, I'm telling you, invest in your kids while they're young. If they love what they do, it doesn't seem like a job. Right. And it's, you know, he just did a whole bunch of different stuff and he didn't even get into pole vaulting until his sophomore year. But because he had that athletic base, he was able to pick up the sport really easily and then has a scholarship and everything. So it's pretty awesome. Oh, that is cool. So let let me ask you, have you been personally ever asked to do anything movie set stunt wise since you um, since obviously you have a pretty impressive background in Olympic weightlifting and then CrossFit and then throw parkour on top of it? Okay, so I would say I'm a mom doing parkour, so it's not overly impressive. 
<laughs> it's impressive that I'm attempting it. So I don't know that I've ever been like a stunt double or anything like that. I definitely have fun with it though. Oh, definitely. I, well, I'll tell you this much. You're probably going to accomplish a lot more than I would. So <laughs> <laughs> me, me running up a wall, doing some call of duty, modern warfare stunts out of a window. Nope. Not doing it. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. For a mom, I'm impressive. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk. Let's uh, rewind a little bit back to Ninja Warrior. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience on the show? Oh my gosh, it was so cool. So it was at Bal in Baltimore, Maryland, and they have to film at midnight because they don't want the lighting's just better to be able to film at midnight. And that season, for some reason, there was like a hurricane coming in. <laughs> so we sat outside hoping that we could film until 2 a.m. And they said, guys, we can't do it. It's not safe. So we had to wait until the next night. And there's probably hundreds of people that try to walk on. So if you actually do the application and get on the show, that's what I did. Then you have a set spot. But then there's 100 people that are trying to walk on and get onto the show that are just sitting outside waiting. And so what they'll do is they'll put someone that got on the show and then they'll have a walk on like every three or four people. But I was right behind a Harlem Globetrotter. <laughs> so that was a little bit intimidating. I... Um, I made it to the third obstacle, but the Harlem Globetrotter only made it to the second obstacle. So I would say it's not embarrassing, but it's not impressive either. It was definitely a really fun experience. I actually ended up watching the original Ninja Warrior that was filmed overseas before they uh, adapted and made the American Ninja one. And I actually, for a short period of time, really wanted to get on there. Um, this is before I really got into my athletic career. This was about, oh, 2000 and... 10 ish or so and okay. I was about 250 pounds and uh playing football and I, I realized like I just do not have the <laughs> I don't have the body strength to do this right now it is so much upper body strength and that and when we got there he said you guys a lot of people can do this course he goes I can do this course but what's going to happen is you're going to have nerves and that's what's going to make you screw up and that's totally true but he goes if you really worked and practiced this course over and over a lot of people would be able to master it. He's like, I'm not giving you that opportunity. You get one shot and all the cameras are on you. So try not to screw up. So I thought that was kind of funny that, you know, it's the nerves that are going to get you over everything. So uh, you made it to the warped wall, right? Where you actually had to run up the wall and jump? Not quite to that. Oh. <laughs> I think there's five obstacles and I made it to the third. Oh, well, hey, hey, I'll put it like this. I'm still going to congratulate you. That's, that's impressive. And I got on the show. They were like a mom teaching parkour to all these kids around Arizona. That's pretty awesome. So that was cool. Right. And then so I also so in, I know you talked about this a little bit earlier, but you're also an amazing race. But you were on this season where they actually won their Emmy, weren't you? Yes. Oh, I right. love to brag about that. That's pretty yes. awesome. So it was um, I would definitely say we were one of the least famous on that episode. And we were the oldest women for sure. So Cedric Sabalas and Sean Marion were on there with us. And um, we got on for Arizona goat yoga. People always ask how to get on reality shows and you just have to be weird. So same with uh, Ninja Warrior and um, Amazing Race. I had something unique to offer that would be entertaining. And um, I don't know that I was the most stellar athlete, but it was an entertaining experience for them. And so that's what they helped. I think that's why we got on the show. Well, and I work as a you know branding expert mostly through the day. And a lot of people, when they come to me and they're talking about their brand or their mission, and one of the questions I like to ask them is, you know, what makes you different? Because, like I said, we live in a world where we've, quote unquote, seen everything, done everything. It's hard to find, you know, unicorns like you who own multiple businesses, have been in multiple major publications, but also know what they're talking about on an expert level. So I wouldn't say you're weird. I'd say, you know, you're <laughs> a unicorn. <laughs> 
a little genius in a weird way. <laughs> Thank you. Right. So um, let's go ahead and start talking about a little bit of desert paddle, uh, desert paddle boards. So not only do you uh, own AZ Goat Yoga, but you also own desert paddle boards. Uh, how, what, what gave you the inspiration to start your own businesses? So I was a competitive swimmer growing up and I coached synchronized swimming and I got into open water swimming a bit. I'd swam Alcatraz. I swam around Alcatraz Island and um, the swimming has always been in my blood. And I was like, I need to get something a little bit for more of the general population to be able to do in the water. And so paddleboards was, it was just starting. It was probably about seven years ago and it was starting to get popular. So I'm like, I'm going to start a paddleboard business. And I started out renting boards and I had been teaching yoga. So I was like, I should just do paddleboard yoga. Cause it's kind of, that was definitely unique about seven years ago. And a lot of people, um, this don't go to the city pools. And here in Arizona, we have a lot of cool city pools. We have like, they have Olympic training events here and stuff and all kinds of cool competitions. And so I thought I'm going to get a contract with the city to teach paddleboard yoga. And so that's how I started the paddleboard yoga. And I still rent out paddleboards too. I do little outings under the full moon and just to get people out in nature. And most of my clientele are people that have never done it before. Well, you know, coming from one yoga instructor to another, I mean, yoga is hard enough, you know, depending on what the temperature is in the room and just how you're feeling that day. I, I can't imagine what it's like floating on water on a paddleboard. I mean, what, what's the real major difference between the two? So I, that's always everyone's concern. They say, what if I fall in? And I tell them that's the worst thing that can happen. <laughs> so it's really not that bad if you fall in. And you honestly, I, I feel like I get people that are new to yoga because it's an excuse why you're not good. <laughs> so you don't need the pro yoga people to come do paddleboard yoga. It's more of a fun event. So I get people out there that maybe they might be a little bit more bored with yoga and this is a little bit more entertaining, but they have an excuse if they're not good. They have the paddleboard and it's just more fun than serious. And so it, it, it's a little unstable. And so you're probably going to fall in and that just makes it funny. Everybody claps if you fall in because you tried. And so I wouldn't say it's something intimidating at all. It's definitely for everyone. Isn't that the point of, you know, staying active and fit at this point in our lives once you're past, you know, your collegiate or pro careers is to keep having fun with it? Because if you're not having fun, that's how you get burnt out. Exactly. And I don't want it to be intimidating because that's the biggest thing is when people call is, am I going to be able to do this? And you're like, yes, everyone can do it. Don't worry. Because especially women just worry so much when trying something new. And if I can get them past the worrying and they go and they can do it and they're like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. That was so fun. I sucked, but it was so fun. You know? So I think that's the goal to just have people be more open-minded and get out and try stuff. All right. So we talked a lot about desert paddle boards. Um, what about goat yoga? Because I, I'll be honest, I'm probably the one person on earth who has not watched a goat yoga video all the way through yet. Um, well, I mean, what, what's really the premise behind that one? Okay. Goat yoga is hilarious. So my business partner, she was on American Ninja Warrior also, and she has a bunch of goats, like 50 goats. And um, I, so I've been teaching paddleboard yoga, but nobody in Arizona does it when it's under 90 degrees. And so I needed something for the winter. And it was totally a joke. And I was like, April, we should start goat yoga. And we put a couple videos on Facebook with our friends and we dressed up the goats in costumes. And this was about, I think this was oh, four and a half years ago. And um, all the news stations started picking it up. So channel 10 picked it up and then it went national. We had USA Today. And it was just from this one little joke, basically, <laughs> we should do goat yoga. Um, it got national and we got so many people. So we started out with about 50 people in a class 
and before COVID, we were we had 150 people every class, and all the goats would be in costumes. People would come, and um, a lot of people would dress up because it, it was it was like a Hawaiian theme or something like that. And it's more like a fun experience. And I, you know, we have yoga instructors call and they say, "Oh, I want to come teach goat yoga." And it's like not really about the yoga. <laughs> it's about getting together with the community trying a little bit of yoga, making, it's definitely non-intimidating yoga because there's goats everywhere right? and just having fun. And so that's how goat yoga started. And every year I'm like, sweet, it's still going. And we've definitely inspired many other people around the country to start the same thing. You know, I'm really inspired. um, just listening to your story because, you know, a lot of you, a lot of the listeners out there, you may not know this, um, especially if you're a traditional trainer, when you just go into your gym every day, you know, you do your typical 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. or whatever is your schedule. You can get a little burnt out, too, because there's only so much variety you can throw in there. But it sounds like you really do have a lot of fun with with what you do. I can't imagine that you ever get bored. No. <laughs> and I keep coming up with new ideas. And so and most of them, people think they're dumb. Like goat yoga, when my friends first heard that, just laughed at us. But it's I, I don't know. It's we get people from all demographics, like families will sign up and come with the whole family. We put a chair for the grandma and we give her a baby goat. And it just makes it's like, you know, kind of what you're saying, like you don't dread it. And so when you see a whole bunch of people having fun, the clients don't dread it. I don't dread it teaching it. And so if I can think of new ideas where nobody's going to dread it and it's going to be something exciting to go to, then that's that's probably a winning idea. You know what I mean? Even if it sounds dumb to start with. I, I'm just imagining my grandma sitting there with a goat in her lap. She's from Arkansas, and I can just see her going, no, no, not right and now. She, <laughs> she'd probably do very little yoga, but she would say she went to goat yoga, and she had a great time. <laughs> she would. She's uh, what well, my country's very, my uh, family is very country. It's uh, I don't know That's how funny. I don't know how many farms we own between uh, Mississippi and Arkansas, but it's a lot. <laughs> so this is funny. We do it at a ranch. We rent out a field at a ranch, and so the ranch usually has rodeos there. And we have all these cowboys come in and then everyone that's there for goat yoga is definitely city people. Like they have city cars and stuff (laughs) and the cowboys will come over and they go, people are paying you for this because they're usually roping goats, you know, and we have all these people just coming to play with goats and love them and hug them. So it's kind of, we always get comments from the cowboys about how silly it is. Well, and that's why you're a unicorn. You think outside the box. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. You put goats and yoga together and it worked. Who else would have thought of that? It's pretty funny. Okay. So uh, what, what's your favorite business memory or, or achievement? Because obviously you've done a lot. I mean, we're talking about CrossFit, parkour, Olympic weightlifting, the, Between Ninja Warrior, The Amazing Race. I don't know how many other major publications you've done, but it's a lot. You got Desert Paddleboard Yoga. Um, you have AZ Goat Yoga. The list goes on. <laughs> yeah. So um, when we first started Goat Yoga, we had PBS come and there was, there's a show called Startup. And um, not a lot of people hear about it, but they did a 30 minute special on goat yoga. And um, it, it was just really produced really well. And I was really proud of that because it was the, the first year that we were doing it. And the guy was so nice to us, you know, and then we got an email about two months later. And this lady said she was a flight attendant and she was in Norway. And the only station she got was playing that startup TV show. <laughs> and she goes, and I watched your episode and I just am so inspired by you girls. And so she, because she was a flight attendant, she flew in just for a class and just, and she got up in the class and she's like, I watched them in Norway. So I thought that was really cool. That's probably one of my favorite memories. It's not the most like famous of memories, but it was just a really fun one that 
we were somebody saw us in Europe, you know. Your influence has spread internationally. Yes. <laughs> that that's huge. <laughs> and that part of it was all on the business side of it. And so I think I'm really proud of myself. And, you know, I have all these crazy, silly ideas, but that I've made it work. So the business part of it, I'm really proud of myself on. Well, I mean, you really do have a lot of fun with what you do. So, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm not surprised. I mean, I can't tell you how many ideas I've had alone that I've actually, you know, had them partially funded. And then, you know, that something fell through and they just didn't work out. I mean, I'm constantly in that phase. So the fact that you were actually able to, you know, pull through on this multiple times, I, I mean, honestly, fit from a, from the fitness professional side of things, that's impressive. Well, and people always ask, and you can't be afraid to fail. And I really do laugh at myself a lot because I do have a lot of failed ideas that don't really work. And, um, but you just keep trying. And I don't think you can worry about looking dumb. And I think I own the failure. <laughs> I was like, so I'm going to try this and we'll just see if this works. And so people are ready I think people like to watch me and say, okay, well, will this idea work for Sarah? You know? And so not being afraid to fail is a big, that's probably the biggest key to business success because you're going to fail a lot, you know? And you know what? I tell that to people all the time um, when not, not when it comes to business, but in general, it's like, you can't be afraid to take risk because I mean, just, I mean, I'm thinking back to even my football career and then everything that I did, just trying to get my own license and they were like, isn't that kind of a risk doing this, investing your own money, taking money out of your savings and doing this? I'm like, what happens if you fail? I'm like, well, I'll be homeless. And But <laughs> at the same time, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. I mean, it's, I mean, that's just how life works to me. Exactly. And you, you won't know if you don't try. And I think that's the biggest regret ever. I mean, how many people walk through lives going, what if? And I've heard those stories and they sound awful. And then so many people too, like, Oh, I had that idea. Well, that's nice, but you never did it. You know? Hey, it's uh, uh, one of the episodes, a few episodes back. I tell people that all the time. There are so many would have, could have, should have stories out there. You know, try not to be one. And, right. you know, and honestly, you're giving me inspiration to once we're done recording to go back and really look at my finances and see if I could push one of my ideas through. Totally. You can do it. So keep telling yourself. <laughs> I, I I'm working on it. It's it's close. <laughs> COVID put a little dent in some things, but that's all right. It's it's <laughs> I know it's doing it's it's going somewhere. I'm not saying we're over COVID, but it's we're working on it. <laughs> we're getting there. Right. So so just for all our listeners out there, if you do want a chance to get involved with paddleboard yoga coming up on June 13th at the Hamilton Aquatic Center in Chandler, AZ, uh, Sarah will be teaching a few classes getting started, but obviously she's got a lot going on. So Sarah, what other events do we have coming up? So yeah, the paddleboard yoga is going to be awesome. And it is, I feel like it's one of the safest classes we can do because everyone is automatically six feet apart because I don't want you to fall off your paddleboard and hit somebody else. And then they're not actually paddleboards. They're these inflatable six foot mats that I put in the lane lines. So they're more stable than a paddleboard would be. Um, and I just call them paddleboard mats or paddleboard yoga mats. And though we're going to also start, if that goes well, we're, hope, we're working with the cities, but I've done it for the last four years. I do these boot camps where if people aren't sure about the paddleboard yoga, you'll do 20 minutes on the paddleboard and then 20 minutes lap swimming. And it's kind of CrossFit style. And then 20 minutes in um, water aerobics. And so, but I call it not your grandma's water aerobics. So it's an hour and a half class and you move from stations and people love it. They're like, I can't believe we got through an hour and a half. Like it went by so fast. 
And um, so that's really fun. And then I do outings on paddle boards. We like for the full moon, we'll go to the salt river and we'll paddleboard. And that's very spooky and scary, but I tell you good stories and people can rent them anytime and head out to the lakes and rivers. There's not much else to do right now. So it's kind of nice to get out in nature and it's pretty safe. Right. right. And, you know, folks, I've actually been looking at the CDC guidelines. A pool is actually one of the safer places you can be. Um, And I was surprised, too. I mean, between the chemicals in the water, uh, the only thing is they said, just be careful getting out of the pool and interacting with others. That's that's about it. But as far as being in the water, hey, you're golden. Right. I think they're going to keep the locker rooms closed. And so people will just come in, get into the water and, you know, you don't really touch much. So it works out great. Oh, it definitely does. I mean, I'm excited for you. Um, so uh, so we definitely had that June 13th date lockdown over at the Hamilton Aquatic Center. But right now you're kind of feeling out everything else, it seems like. Yeah, I'm hoping that Mesa's hoping they can open in July. And then people can always schedule private events also. So like if you have a really nice pool or I have um, Goonie Ranch every year rents them for a member appreciation. And I bring them 20 of the boards and they just have their yoga instructors teach the classes. And they serve mimosas and make it a fun party. So I can do that for um, if you have your own gym. And I really like to, what it's worked out well is I try to encourage other yoga and teachers to rent the boards and do their own classes because it gives them something to, unique for their business. And they actually make a lot of money. They'll charge $35 a class. I just charge 20 to rent the board and they can have 20 people in the class. And so that's pretty good little income right there. And people are totally willing to pay the $35 for a unique experience with their friends or with their gym, you know? Oh, I mean, Hey, I tell everybody, um, this is more the sales side of me, but it's really not a question of price as to, you know, is the experience worth it? I mean, how often are you going to be on a paddleboard doing yoga or, um, have a goat sitting in your lap while you're doing yoga? Right. And you know, for any fitness trainers out there, it's a unique thing that you're offering, Anything different you can come up with. People are like, oh, look at how fun my trainer is. He takes us out and does this or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, always, always. I mean, like I said, the thing I always try to pride myself about the guests on our show, and I'm pretty sure everyone's figured this out. All the guests on our show are highly skilled, highly unique. They do something at such a high level that it can't be copied. Or if you do copy it, it's not going to be the same experience. Right. So people like you as a person. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You as a person, they're, they're, they're buying you. They're not necessarily buying, you know, the yoga, um, on the water or the goat. They, they like you and what you bring to the table. It uplifts them. It keeps them going in their fitness journey. Yes, totally. All right. I I say that sometimes I'm like, I got to come up with an idea that people will want to hang out with me and pay me for it. (laughs) So that's like, whatever my new idea is, will they pay to hang out with me and do this activity? So I always like to ask our guests this before we let them go. Um, the state of our industry. I mean, between social media, YouTube, everyone, you know, trying to jump in and be a trainer uh, every chance they get. Um, our industry is very saturated. And I always like to get what's your opinion on our state of our industry? How do you feel that the way that things are going? I feel like people, um, especially. Well, OK, so it's been really interested during the whole shutdown about how many trainers are getting on and um, really being consistent with their workouts and stuff and how many trainers are working together. That's what I noticed. I noticed that, look at my friend, she teaches yoga. I'm doing a CrossFit workout today, but go watch my friend's yoga workout. And I, 
you know, I'm, I'm in my forties right now, but in my twenties, it just seemed like a super competitive industry and people were backbiting and things like that. But it seems like people are working together better now. And I, I wish that was how it always was that people were, you know, that we need to help each other out and look at what other people have to offer. You know, does that make sense? No, it, it completely makes sense. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I really started this show. Um, for our guests who don't know, I'm from Wichita, Kansas, which is only known for the Shockers. If you don't, I mean, that's about all we're known for. But we also have a ton of trainers for a city of 500,000 people. But none of us would ever work together. It was always me, me, me. No, I don't want to collaborate with something. And there was actually times where when I was first getting started, I'd ask, hey, can I rent out space in your gym? And the other trainers would go, no, you would take our clients from us. I know, so dumb. <laughs> right, and it's and it and that's the reason why I really like this platform because I mean, between branching out between all of these different guests and their platforms, it's a great chance for not only our listeners but also for people like you to hey, I really like what they're doing. I wonder if we could do something together. Right. All right. Well, Sarah, it was a great having you on the show. I love everything that you're doing. Is there anything else you want to tell the people before we get out of here? Nope, just keep following me. Never know what I'm going to come up with next. Desert Paddleboards on Instagram, or you can Facebook friend me. I try to keep, um, oh, for social media, I try not to post business stuff all the time because people get annoyed by that, you know? So if I can keep um, some interesting info on there, like cool hikes to do or places to take your family in nature, I notice that keeps my followers engaged a little bit more. So that's why I try and keep my Instagram is interesting. <laughs> Yep. And don't forget, folks, we always have links in our show notes. So you'll be able to click and register for events, follow her at a, at a click of a button. Awesome. Thank you, Ian. Yep. Thank you, Sarah. Break your quarantine hibernation by getting down to the Hamilton Aquatic Center on June 13th. Be sure to share and subscribe to the show so you never miss out on all original, all organic Phoenix focused fitness content. And as always, if you have a question or a comment about any of the content, go ahead and give me a nod via IG and I'll comment back. Thank you, everyone. Keep sharing those positive vibes and stay cool, Phoenix. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.